Welcome to Health and Sisterhood Podcast, where we explore the mystery and wisdom of sister-to-sister relations and how through them we can build healthy relations and deepen relations with ourselves and others. We invite you to tune in and dive in with us through your own lens. Hi, and welcome again to Health and Sisterhood Podcast. It's Anna here, and with me is Marlena. And we are here for the final episode of this season, where we've been exploring the cyclicality of held in sisterhood relationships, relationships with sisters, relationships of all kinds. And today we thought as a final episode that we'll actually go into reflect on this past season and what we, in relationship with each other, have learned are taking away from a year long I think it's been a year mm-hmm. that we've taken us to create this season and what we're taking away into the next cycle so hope that this conversation is both fruitful for us as it is for you and maybe can give some inspiration for how you approach reflection and intention for your relationships for your projects for ways of being together so good to be here again yeah mm. it's been a few months it's probably going to come in our reflection since we last recorded yeah yeah totally and we've both been very eager to actually record this this final episode of reflection and like really thinking about okay what has happened in the past year so mm-hmm. yeah I'm excited yeah, because the the intention is both for us to reflect on the on the content that we've shared with you and our approach mm-hmm. in producing that content, uh, as well as the process that we tried, tested, and simultaneously what growth and expansion and excitement is coming through for us in concluding this mm-hmm. and and creating that bridge over to what's next for Held and Sisterhood podcast. Mm. shall we dive in let's do it yeah Mm -hmm. okay so we prepared a couple of questions that we're also going to share with you guys at the end of this episode Um, and we want to walk through them together with you the first question that we've written down is where did we grow individually together Mm-hmm. And maybe actually, as I as you say this, Marlena, I'm going to invite those of you who are listening and who have been with us on this journey, is also to take mm-hmm. that question from this season. You know, where did you grow while getting to know the different cyclicalities of relationships, and how mm-hmm. that may have been reflected in just your day to day practices, your day to day relationships. Hmm. Hmm. What's what's coming to me is to observe a little bit the kind of like the curve of creation of this of this season because I can see like 
ver- like in the, with this season, there's a lot of ups and downs in the sense of how much energy we both put in here. And I just uh, somehow this image came to me to just observe how we've had like some waves of like wow we were very much in it and then some waves where um we took a bit of a breather and i think in terms of growth what what this is showing me i feel i do feel and i think we will gain clarity in this conversation but i do feel that there is more clarity on what supports and nourishes us in this collaboration for me personally i feel that there was growth in terms of understanding what matters to me and in also in gaining in gaining confidence and in actually completing something because that is a challenge has been in the past challenge for me or challenging for me is to kind of like set set a goal and we did set a goal we said okay we were very clear we want to launch eight episodes and it's going to be about this topic that we will prepare each episode ahead of time and there is a bit more definitely a bit more structure in this we set a goal the structure of how what we like the process that we chose and even the the structure of the soul work which is very new um And I feel for me that's been in the past challenging whenever I had a goal to actually like see it through until the end. And I feel that we both, I mean, I saw that clearly in me. I'm pretty sure that you saw that in me a little bit. Um, And I do feel that there has been a growth because it did show me, hey, there's completion is possible. And it also really showed me what mattered to me. Mm. Thanks. When I, as I heard you kind of initially talk about the, the energy flows and the differences um, in them, what came up for me as a reflection to where we grew together is embodying cyclicality in the creation process. Mm. So I, oh, I like that you see it that way. Yeah. Uh, in all the seasons, you know, have we've talked about yeah. in relationship with one another, but it's also the relationship of creation that we've brought that into. So at times, right. winter swept in and it meant less of creative energy, but more in reflection. And then there were times where it was summer and it was full on. We were just go, 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 Mm. making it happen from one episode to the next and recording. Um, And I found for myself individually, the growth has been to let go of the control. Wow. And trust trust in that process and in that practice of what we're preaching, you know, and seeing that and take place. And, you know, as we, you know this, um, for those who are listening and have not known this, like, I've been in this process of also learning what it means to design regenerative cultures. And for me, a big piece of that is to not feed into the urgency and the need to make things happen fast. Mm. And actually allowing things to take life 
life doesn't happen overnight. Also, life requires nourishment over a consistent period of time, and that nourishment mm. looks different at different stages. So I find that the growth here for us was really wow. to do that and for me individually to let go of the control. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love you. I mean, thank you so much for bringing this perspective in. Because I was, I was at the beginning, like when I shared this, there was a part of me that was judging this. Mm. You know, the, the, for me, it's not so much letting go of the control. I think I'm not, the control is not my topic, but judging myself and judging how we've gone about it. And hey, we have a podcast, you're supposed to do it that way. Mm, so I love that you actually saw that mm, the perfect alignment and the synchronicity of the cyclicality. Oh, man, mm -hmm. that was just an eye-opener for me and a heart-opener. Thank you for bringing that in. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I think more and more these days, Marlon and I kind of I look at the work that I do as my life's work. And the more attuned I get into my life's work, there's no... There's no pressure to overproduce and over consume because mm -hmm. when we're overproducing, we're also over consuming. And so like going with really what, what is, and I have, I have no doubt in the relationship that you and I have together and the creations that we, mm. we make. So it's like, yes, there's like, you want to put it out into the world. We want other women to benefit from this, to have, to be of service And mm. that can sometimes, I think, for me, feeling like I'm sitting on all this. You know, I need to get this out into the world. I do come into, like, judging that and then returning us mm. to, like, well, am I doing this in alignment with my life also? being Like, my life, I need to thrive in my life to be able to provide and support other people's lives thriving. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's been a journey. What comes to me. Yeah, it's absolutely. And it's been a wonderful journey. It's been like, especially between you and I, I feel what this, how you and I have evolved, like beyond the creation, the co-creation of this podcast, that to me was really massive in this, in this season. I feel that we really solidified, like there's no doubt in, in our connection, in the, in the way we're showing up for each other and for ourselves within this relationship. And I do feel that this season has brought... I mean, <laughs> we both already go deep, but I do feel that this season really brought that anchored depth. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it feels very safe and clear that... Yeah. We're here. <laughs> yeah. We are here, we're here. But, like... Without question. And we are here not for what our mind, that's what I just fell into at the beginning of this reflection, right? But what our mind believes we need to do or how we need to show up. But we are actually here to show up to what is present and to what is calling the us. And we're not... I mean, we fall into that trap every once in a while, but generally speaking, we tend not to judge. <laughs> yeah. Feel, yeah, it feels like uh, an element of like the kind of the next question of what fruits we've 
mm. we bared in in this process the thing that comes up is trust mm. like i literally see this as like a big juicy <laughs> fruit that came out of this was trust the process trust each other trust why we're here um yeah it's like an active surrender to that trust as well yeah yeah and I love that because I feel what that facilitated for me personally was what I mentioned before with this I really understood what mattered to me mm -hmm. and what matters like I gained so much appreciation for the topic Mm -hmm. that we're talking about through the research that we did through the conversations that we've had again and again and I could see every single time especially when we were recording an episode most of the time not every time but most of the time it it just it was so synchronous and so it brought so much aliveness to me mm. Yeah, that I really, and I feel that that was only possible for me to understand, hey, what actually does matter to me? Because we had that trusting bond, we built that trusting bond. Like I didn't have to be, I don't have to be scared. And I know that I didn't have to be that from the very beginning, but nonetheless, subconsciously that's there and now it's not anymore. But I didn't have to be scared that you would, I don't know, shut the door, walk away and, and leave me you know and because that trust was there because that safety was there i can understand now yeah i th this i could open myself up to feeling okay what what matters to me actually beyond the judgment of oh i have to work harder or i should show up more if i let that go what actually does matter to me mm. what actually sparks me And I do feel that that was, for me personally, a fruit that I hold very dear mm. that came to life throughout our process. And I mean, I do also want to celebrate us because I think that the content that we created is really beautiful. Just to also acknowledge that, I feel that there's so much truth in what we're sharing here And in what we've, what we have shared in this season, there is so much authenticity um, and so much value and uniqueness in that value. I really find that very touching. Mm. Yeah, mm. and for me, what comes in that is, is that it's a continual reflection of how we show up, right? So it's not just a mm. spoken word of here is what spring looks like in relation. Here's what winter looks like. Uh, it, throughout the process of creating that content from both, you know, just to give you a sense, we, we had a structure. We went into research on each one of them. We made notes. We reflected on it. Then we recorded. Then post the recording, there's a whole process in like creating the soul work and the, you know, what things we want to add to make that full, that it being really complete in it we had all of those elements of our own seasons showing up and I feel like when you said Marlena about the like mm. that trust and that like I we had to go through multiple winters in the process of what mm. we would call in the Gregorian calendar 365 days right 
we went through multiple winters where that question of am I gonna leave like continued to shrink I feel yeah right like it wasn't that it was like it became I maybe at this point I hope maybe it's like non-existent but it like it continued to like deflate and took less Mm. presence in the time for us to actually do you know be in the space of winter and what it required and winter being a place of self-reflection taking time not being in the doing more in the resting and caring for each other in a different way because we went Mm. through different challenges in our own personal lives and we continued to show up for each other as sisters and so I think that was also like the wholeness that I really see mm. in the content that we created and that trust that was built is like showing ourselves and showing hopefully you who are listening that it is the consistency, the commitment, the, the like relationship over time that builds, that creates mm. that trust, that, that nourishes it and it is not always happy-go-lucky. It is not always mm. summer. And it's over time that we can come to where we are. And I think that's the beauty of also that we bring in through the lens of sisterhood. Mm. Yeah. And I'd love to add, for me personally, one more thing. Because I do feel that what this... For me, what through the way how we are being with ourselves, how we're relating with each other, and also through the way how we've shown up to this to this content that we birthed together, it's been like a continuous reminder of and I don't want to sound cliche. maybe it's going to sound a bit cliche but for me like our connection our moments of connections our moments of recordings our moments of collaborating they've been really a reminder of what's out there of the the magic of the the synchronicities of the of what yeah really what's out there what is supporting us what is like it it reminded me of something that goes beyond just thinking way beyond that goes beyond anything that we can somehow express in words and this is why I'm like struggling to express it in words but I do feel that that to me it's been kind of like a a reminder oh this is this does exist this is here that fruit t- tastes delicious i can taste it yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like i want to add uh, in the regards to like the fruits that we've um that we've bared you've mentioned you've touched upon it is is the taken what we what we speak about into practical steps and sharing soul work so like for me a fruit of our bearing was also to go take our ideas, take our concepts and like mm. bring yeah. them down into like, here's the practicality of it um, and making that available and, and it being available to you uh, as the listeners time and time again. And, and 
and something to return to. And I think that's something that we've spoken about back in the day when we first started talking about the podcast mm-hmm. and things we wanted to create. And it like, um, it really made us significant. Um, it was significant for me as something that we've, mm-hmm. we've uh, brought in. Yeah, it feels like we've stepped into like if season one was kind of like a toddler age (laughs) I feel that season two was really teenager like we really stepped into a um, like we I can see the adolescence Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the teenager girl I don't know I just feel I see us I say like I like I see us it's like also because we're talking about cyclicality and like in teenage years is when you get your first bleed you know so it's like you're starting to tune into that that yeah and you're starting to understand who you are Mm -hmm. like that's those the first it's confusing but those are the first like you can suddenly see a bit more of the personality and yeah I feel that that is like what we've finally and not finally in the sense of uh, timely, but in the end of this entire process, we have really created something that is going to be the base of what we are going to co-create in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this is super exciting. I'm like, I'm watching myself mm. wanting to go there and keep coming back. Yeah, to like, straight there. <laughs> keep coming back. Um... um yeah, so we kind of touched upon anything else that you'd add, Marlene, around f- what fruits did we bear, what came to life in this no, season? No, that feels really complete. Yeah. Um, so on on the kind of, on that spectrum of what died and what was decomposed during that process? Oof. Um... Like what comes to my mind immediately is I feel that we both started season two with with expectations. <laughs> <laughs> like I can see it now. I was not expecting that it would take us one year. Very bluntly, and it's it's kind of like what you mentioned before. This like letting go of the control and letting go of the judgment of how the mind thinks it should be, um, and opening up to accepting what is. Um, so I do feel that there is something that died in this attachment, and then this expecting something from our collaboration, and that opened up so much more this is why I feel it's really that really decomposed um and the other thing that comes up for me with that question is a death that I don't know if I feel fully in acceptance with quite yet because we did have a different approach this season and we let go because we follow the different approach we let go of the spontaneity of the what is present for us right now that we want to share. We also let go a bit of of recording because that was kind of like the 
initiation, like we were just saying, we just want to record how you and I speak about certain topics. Mm -hmm. um, and we let go of that spontaneity of that, hey, we're just going to speak about what's present here now. And there, I associate that a little bit with, we let go of the ease. Mm. Like it was a little, it fell to me but that is in retrospection and we always see things differently then. But some somehow I feel that we made it at some points harder on ourselves this season. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, for me, what decomposed, what died? Well, definitely what we've mentioned earlier, which is the fear of this, like fear, fear of this is, this needs to, let me back up. I think for me, what I see died or decomposed throughout this process, and I mean this from like the beginning of when we started this, like seeing it decompose and seeing it die off and hopefully nourishing into the future is what we've mentioned already the fear of one of us leaving or this not mm. continuing uh the podcast being you know the like a creation that then itself dies you know like that the, the podcast mm -hmm. will die and i think that came also with the the death of it needs yeah. to look a certain way. It needs to go out at a certain pace. You know, we've also let it die that we need to do this on a biweekly basis. We're like, you know what, actually three weeks mm -hmm. feels better. And so there was that death of also the belief of what this needs to look like based on some external perceptions of what this is meant to be. Um, and mm -hmm. I think for me personally, what has also died is a limiting belief that if we don't stay within a certain time frame linear time frame that it will become you know not relevant that the topics mm. that we will talk about will um like be diminished into a lot less worth and that is a huge story that i like mm. i think for me in this process in itself both in the context of the podcast, in the context of our relationship, in the context of the work that I do, really is um, is a huge step forward of like the work you do, the service you provide, the ideas that are more than ideas, but really practices that you embody are always relevant. There's always room in trusting that. So I think that's the like, what I can see as the nourishing soil that's coming from that, that decomposing mm. of, um, of those fears, those limiting beliefs and, and ways of being from the past. Yeah. A lot happens in mm. a year's time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot. And I am, I'm curious, like, I like how you expressed it before with the soil. It's, I do feel that we've done a lot of composting <laughs> <laughs> to create soil that 
that is now that can now be foundation for the next evolution the next step yeah yeah mm. we've also decomposed certain big ideas we had and how this needed you know the launch needed to be the social <laughs> media we were going to do and really like yeah brought it down to the essence of what is here and what is important in this given point of time. And also I think mm -hmm. uh, what what died was not the whole idea of it. It was just what serves us right now? In this season, does this serve us? No, this serves us instead. Are we saying that we won't do this the next season? No, we're like saying there's a possibility where, because an idea didn't come to fruition at this point in time doesn't mean it won't come to uh, come to realization yeah. in the future at all yeah it's really this really this letting go of this letting go of the form and of the expected form of how it's supposed to look like mm -hmm. I really do feel that that for me personally also this like I loved how you spoke before about this urgency right because that is something I feel that in in our society we are programmed in a way to think and feel that urgency like we need to make money fast for example or we need to get better We constantly need to improve ourselves. And I feel that in letting go, and that's a lot of nervous system work. Like we've done a lot of work on the subconscious throughout this season to let go of these fears. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what I really appreciate as well is that we... Mm, we like in a way I feel that we proved in quotation marks like we proved to ourselves that we're doing this not for the outcome but we're doing this because we are genuinely inspired by the topics that we're sharing we love being in relationship with each other mm -hmm. and we both get so much out of this being that exists between you and I and I feel that we're not doing it for anything else but the us mm. and that I find very I find a lot of stability and safety in that and I find that very hilarious because oftentimes we believe hey safety lies in like I brought that that example of the money we need to make money fast because that is alive in somebody who is self-employed you know it's like I need to use every single second to be productive and to create an income and to let go of this attachment with this year 
I feel that this opens up so much more because suddenly I'm not projecting safety anymore mm -hmm. onto money. Mm -hmm. Like if I make money fast, then I'm safe. But I can feel the safety in what we are creating in the us and the money has nothing to do with it and that I find very powerful that really that urgency really decomposed into that trust and safety wow I mean so much in that really it's like we've decomposed the need to sell you something is yeah. another thing that just came <laughs> up for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not selling you the next course, not selling you our ideas. We are literally taking you on a journey that is our journey about us being us and us exploring that safety that's right here between us mm. holding each other in sisterhood. Literally. Like, yeah. And that, like, brought up for me also kind of weaves into the next question of where did we feel nourished and grounded where I think what came up was also the that element of being in relation and that we didn't need for things to be black and white it's mm. not a we do this we don't do this if we don't do this now we're not doing this again like ever again or like or I need this relationship to prove to me that it is at the next stage and it's gonna you know in romantic relationships that comes up of like all right so now we're getting engaged and now we're gonna get married and then we're gonna have a baby and we're gonna have a house and we're gonna follow this like there's this linear way and realizing that relationships don't work this way right? mm. and also that what projections we have out into the world of what relationships are meant to look like and I think what has from what has nourished me in that is that in this whole process and continuously showing up here with you over guys it's been over two years on a regular basis on Mondays whether we record mm. or we don't record whether we go into held and sistered podcast creation or it's just simply us being together in space has been about not projecting out what this relationship needs to look like and what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And that's been yeah, super totally. nourishing for me in here and for me in other relationships. Mm. Like, because I do it. <laughs> Still do it. And it, in one shape or another, you might want to ask yourself, you know, where am I projecting out a relationship model that's from the outside that's looking in and telling me black and white um yeah yes or no yeah okay all right um next question the one that i started to weave in is around nourishment and so where did we feel nourished and where did we feel grounded i think the one I have to smile right now because just before recording, um, before hitting record, Anna and I, we went a little bit on a tangent and looked up on an app, <laughs> an astrology app. <laughs> it's like, what's our bond like? And like, 
how do we fit together? And I feel what's been really nourishing is there is an somehow an intrinsic innate understanding between the two of us. We communicate I don't I somehow don't want to say similarly because we do have different nuances in the way we speak but somehow the what we're speaking we understand very immediately like there's very few moments where we are like oh I didn't understand you mm. and I feel that that aspect of mutual understanding that's been very nourishing for me and it brought a lot of grounding into it and also the this acceptance of if there's I feel if there's one thing that we that you and I practice is it's that it's accepting what is now without needing it to be different like it's it's hilarious but like one of my challenges in in this relationship that we have is we spoke about that prior as well was obviously the self-judgment that I have for myself and that I'm projecting on to Anna like I feel I can often feel insecure of even right now is like what am I like what am I saying here Like what I'm saying is is not valuable or so. And I feel that, and this is nothing new. Like this has been popping up for me, that sense of insecurity. I remember one conversation that you and I had about putting somebody on the pedestal. Like this is nothing new in this dynamic, yet it is so okay for it to be here. And it doesn't need to be any different and because of that acceptance I feel that I can it's what you said before this like need to leave it diminishes with every winter that we're going through and I feel for me it's this like that insecurity it it reduces every single time we go through another wave and our magic weapon is that acceptance mm. I feel that compassion that love for the you and the us and the I beyond what our limitations are trying to make us believe hmm. I'm going to come back to the first point that you made about us or about our communication because there was just like images of times when we've been when we went on a bit of a spiral but I meant this like but I understood this and then like and like but even before getting to that going around and around and saying the same thing but totally saying different things that is true <laughs> particularly I think when it comes to like our um like our processes around like marketing and how we're going to get these things out and like like mm. when we talk about those things um and I you oh, know that's true Guys, I have a lot of Gemini in my chart as we just looked at it and Marlon appointed too. And which means I can be really strong headed in my communication and believe that I'm using all the right words and not making mm. any sense because 
I get so strong that actually <laughs> I cut out words in my sentences that, and then therefore my sentences don't make sense. <laughs> um, so it does like really, I, I look, it just came up with, cause you know, we've been on this journey for a year and there were moments of that. And I'm, what I am looking back at is mm. how we are in those moments. Yeah. How each of us takes care of ourselves and how we take care of each other, how we co-regulate. Uh, at times it means getting off the call and coming back to it. At times it means in that space and time, making sure that we go deeper and we understand each other. So there's that. Mm. There is a deep... What nourishes me is that deep yearning to be understood mm. and to... like knowing that we will have different ways of communicating, but like mm. at the bottom, like really being wanting to be understood and also accepting that I may be misunderstood and it's not yeah. a fault of one or the other, you know, and sometimes like you have those dynamics where it's like, I'm not like, I, no matter what I say, I know I'm, you're going to misunderstand it. You know, those dynamics, I'm sure you, those listening, you know what I mean. There's those certain people that, you know, are just not going to get what you mean. Um, whereas here it's like, it's just so, there's so much resil like resilience maybe, or maybe reverence, maybe that's the right word, reverence in our relationship for communicating together and for getting mm. into that space that is um, mm. very different. Yeah, what comes up when you say that is I feel that between us, the will or the desire to be understood and the desire to understand is very strongly evolved for us. Like, and, and it's very mutual. It's like, it's not just I want to be understood, but I also, I really just want to understand you and I'm going to sit here until I get you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until you feel understood. Mm-hmm. So much in that, guys, so much in that, so much of that also the soul work provides on how to go into those yeah. conversations and how to be in that. Yeah. And over time practice again, Marlene and I every week <laughs> consistently. <Yeah. laughs> mm. uh, I want to add because I'm, I'm, um, I really did feel nourished by some of the structures we had. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, it allowed me personally to be able to let go of the control because there was like a frame mm -hmm. and then I'm like, and now we can flow in it. But there was something really nourishing for me in that. It's sort of the same kind of nourishment I have in us having these calls every week. Yeah, I don't, I, mm -hmm. I let go of what happens on those calls and you know, how quote-unquote productive we are, but the fact that they're there gives me a sense of safety and security and knowing mm -hmm. the commitment is there. And I think I found a lot of that, which evolved, and I love the evolution that we made to that to the structure, but the initial structure of like, what do we want to talk about? What is present as a bigger picture of like mm. being in relation with sisterhood and arriving at this cyclicality as being really important? And simultaneously, when it came to actually doing it, I felt a lot of flow and, and um, an ability to show up 
with what was present, you know. Um, mm. I, I like the dynamic between, I'm going to say it's for me, it's sort of like this dance between the masculine framing and structuring and, mm. and the doing and then the feminine energies here, right? Um, yin and yang of the flow, the natural creation and um, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. There's something here that I, like I noticed that there's something present with that, but I don't know what exactly that is. And I don't want to like necessarily take up all the time to try to figure that out. <clears throat> but I do, I do appreciate you saying that because I can see that on one hand there's, for me, there was like that's kind of like the um i guess the the following question more for me it was at times very challenging mm -hmm. to maintain my energy with that structure and i like the reason why i'm like a little bit ooh con unclear is because I know that I am, I am, I I appreciate strategies and like thinking ahead and thinking things through. Mm. So there's a bit of a question mark for me with that one, but I can understand that it's it's been it's been what has been nice in the structures <clears throat> to create something that has a vision that moves towards something. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. I wonder, I mean, this is coming up as a topic for maybe further exploration is how to be in relation when there are those differences, right? And mm -hmm. to like, to what extent, to what extent do I need, I, Anna, need that structure where it feels safe and comfortable and where you need the fluidity to feel safe and comfortable and where do they meet, you know, and how that, because mm -hmm. this shows up in, this shows up in all relationships, right? I mean, I think of like, totally. <laughs> like living together, right? When two people, three people, whatever community lives together and to like, what are the standards that we need to, um, we need to set in place so that we mm -hmm. feel comfortable and safe and where you know I like I think of a of a partner that I um that I've been with that you know has a need to double check triple check locks and the door is closed and you know all things are shut down before leaving the house which to me is an absolute like you know not necessary like not necessarily that's not how I live that's not my reality I don't even mm -hmm. you know I don't I, I don't have those type of thoughts coming through. Mm -hmm. And then having that conversation of like understanding that that's important to him and why mm -hmm. that's important and me being able to be like, mm -hmm. okay, I can meet you there. I'm not going to go into the, you know, in, into, into changing my thought patterns, but mm -hmm. I can see that that's important to you. So where, where do I support that without it impacting or influencing 
me and having me need to change you know and that means for example mm-hmm. in this case I recall it's like we're gonna leave five minutes earlier we're not gonna do the like last minute because that's necessary for him so I'm like I'm gonna make sure I'm ready to go five minutes earlier so there's time to do that mm. yeah I hear you I love that because it brings actually a bit more clarity to me um And I had to smile because when you were sharing, yeah, this happens in, in any other relationship, I was literally thinking, oh, hang on a second, I have something similar happening. <laughs> Not a collaboration. <laughs> um, but like what what came up for me with that or what unfolded for me through what you just shared is I, whenever there is that difference in needs, I have a tendency again to judge myself mm-hmm. and to believe that my need is less or that like in, in our scenario, for an instance, I should be more structured mm-hmm. and I should work more. I should do more for this collaboration because I'm not enough and or what I do is not enough. And I f- find that interesting because what makes it hard to have different needs is not the different needs. What makes it hard is that there is a judgment towards Mm-hmm. one need or the other because mm-hmm. if there is no judgment then it can just be embraced as okay this is just what is right now how can we support each other to feel alive mm-hmm. and to feel motivated and to feel safe with what we're building mm-hmm And I think up until now, I didn't have as much. Also because I'm, I mean, and you know this, because I'm currently in a very weird place of restructuring everything. That wasn't that clear to me up until now. Mm-hmm. That it's about, it is about, hey, what, what makes you alive mm-hmm. as an individual? And then how can we come together in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I'm going to come back to this example I shared, which is in in the refra- reframing that you just made, is like understanding why this need is important rather than mm-hmm. judging it, right? So understanding that yeah. in this case it was like the need to check and double check and just have that time. I mean, like I'm not judging that. I'm also not going to have it like, you know, rule over the way I need to, like that I don't, just because yeah. I don't do that, it makes me less or I need to change, it's just like, okay, no, I'm not going to change my ways, but I'm going to make room for your ways. Mm. And I think that is like the, mm. the shift there. I love that sentence. That was very powerful. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I feel we kind of naturally transitioned a little bit into the next question, into what nourishment was lacking or where did Mm -hmm. we feel ungrounded? Because for me, my biggest challenge and the thing that did unground me the most was the, I don't want to say the structure because I don't want to project that onto the structure because I can see benefit in structure, but was my, the expectation that I created towards myself based on the need for structure. Mm -hmm. Um. And I feel for me, one of my main symptoms is to feel unworthy and insecure about myself. I think that is becoming clearer and clearer throughout this conversation today. Um, But yeah, that was for me, for sure, the 
the toughest bit. Mm. And I feel like the, I shared that. I think I've shared that image with you in in our conversation last week. Mm. But I sometimes feel I really like that image. Like I sometimes feel that I am a, a plant. I'm a jungle plant that I'm putting into the desert, and I'm being mad and judgmental and angry at the jungle plant. Like, why are you not growing here? But the conditions are just not the ones that make me be alive, literally. And so I find, this is why I feel one of my fruits was really that clarity of to, as to what matters to me because I kept on judging mm -hmm. what matters to me. And I kept on judging what makes me feel alive throughout this entire year. Not necessarily it showed up in this collaboration as well, but that was my main thing this year, I feel. Mm -hmm. In 2023, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's interesting because I'm reflecting, you know, what what was it about the nourishment of the of the structure that was beneficial and also where like where was where's that need come from and then where is the like the lack of nourishment when there is no structure at times where that comes mm. from like you know the ungroundedness and I think when I mm. when I look at when I th think of like our checklist and our ability to like come back to where we are and what we're going to I think there's Yeah, I think there's an element of being, like, of knowing I'm not going to be left alone. Mm. You know, and that there's, like, a... There's a togetherness. Mm. You know, there's, um... there's things there's things that come up around now and like oof has been a huge journey for me and like what what is what does it mean for what does it mean to experience time as preciousness and where I spend my time and with who and and how I spend that time and how much more judgment I used to have towards myself in that regard and like mm. now this ability to really allow for that flow to take place and how that I see as nourishment and And I don't know, it's really hard for me to now think of something that didn't nourish me throughout this process. Because <laughs> even like, even in the moments, yeah. it, might, it like had felt like this is not nourishing. This is like, 
just creating more tension or stagnation or something, you know, that's like brewing up. But in retrospect, it's like, that's exactly what needed to happen because then it led to this mm. and this and this. And so, uh, and, and maybe mm. that's me being delusional. I have that tendency to you know, just, everything is meant to be how it's meant to be. Um, I, which kind of ties into a second, which is like, what, what I probably would, would, would like to see rather than feeling like it didn't happen and it's ungrounding is like, is more of our, like back to our bigger visions of health and sisterhood. Um, mm. and also, okay. One thing that just did come up, my, what ungrounded me is the amount of time we spend on screen rather than in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I can, I can see and hear that. Mm-hmm. And there was during the time I remember um, us both bringing it in of being like wanting more ritual, wanting more magic in our spaces mm. when we came together virtually because there was like, I think we were constantly in that wavering yeah. of structure and flow, structure and flow, like celebration and creation and ritual and, you know, making things manifest and implementation. So I think that. And we, there was a moment that we really brought that in and it was like, okay, hold on. We don't jump straight into the doing of today. We're going to take some time to check in. Maybe we're going to pull a card. Maybe we're going to dance a little together. And Mm. like, I remember that was, there was a shift in our process that was really nourishing. But the unnourishment part of it was when we were just on screen and do, do, do. So, yeah. 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 Oh, there's so much that that is present for me right now. Um, one is, I do want to come back for a moment to what you shared regarding how, like, the deeper desire underneath structure, and that for you, it, it's this, I want to be together, I don't want to do this on my own that's how I heard it I don't know if that was if those were your words and I I feel that that is such a beautiful realization and I can very much relate to that I for me it sometimes comes up when when I have collaborations that are like taking action without having spoken about the action it, it just makes me feel so anxious <laughs> And I think that is because of that that deeper desire of I don't want to be left alone, I don't want to be left behind, or I don't want to have to do this on my own. Um, I want to do this together. And I want to be in connection. So I can, I really feel and hear you with that, and I really appreciate that you brought that in. Mm. Mm. Can I add to that before you jump to... Yeah. I think like as you said that there was there's this sense of like also not having done things when things are not spoken and then they're being done it's like this sense of having things done to me even though they're not not usually mm-hmm. done to me but in collaboration it can literally feel like that. Yeah. Right and I think there is some deeper core wound that probably ties into the collective feminine that mm. sits there with that when yeah. totally 
you turn around and like you know like everything's being I don't know you've you've been betrayed you've been kicked out of Mm. the tribe right like things and you have no say and you've had no ability to like be part of that is just being done to you and this happens you know western medicine in regards to the female body like we do that all Mm -hmm. the time Uh, somebody else is deciding for me oh wow yeah right and so like that i think sits so deeply oh man yeah Ooh. yeah shake it Ah. (laughs) yeah totally Ooh, that hit home Yeah. And the way I used to respond to that whenever that happens, like also when when decisions are made that where I am involved actually, but they are made without me mm-hmm. in it. It just brings it, it stirs up so much both anxiety and rage and anger for that. And also in the past and that's again it's the same conditioning that I used to operate from was oh I have to make up for this then I have to be faster Mm -hmm. then I have and that puts pressure and expectations on it and I think that is kind of like what what I'm unraveling throughout this conversation more and more this like core of what has happened with me inside of me throughout this last season Mm. Mm. That is very powerful. Wow. Oh, man, I love this conversation. I'm learning so much. And I'm like realizing that, you know, that whole thing of planning together and having those structures and those lists makes me feel like we've done it together. Right. It wasn't that I created a plan and say, hey, Marla, and now I invite you in and just do what I say. It's like we create that together. We modify it during the time together. And like, and that makes me. Yeah, it was, yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I have, like, my, my head is exploding right now in this conversation. Because I think, like, honestly, we are unraveling an, an unconscious pattern that many of us affects, like, this dance between structure mm-hmm. and flow, on the other hand. And, yeah, I find this fascinating because like I think subconsciously I what I attached to structure was that pressure mm-hmm. of I need to be different I have to I'm not okay the way I am I have to make up for something and what I wanted instead is I wanted to feel alive as who I am and not as who I believe I need to be mm. And that is what I was attaching to flow. Like I'm flow. I attach that to aliveness, acceptance of who I am. And what I'm hearing now, though, when we go like that layer deeper is none of them have any meaning. (laughs) Like structure is not pressure and flow is not aliveness. They're both just... They just are, and we fill it with a meaning mm-hmm. based on what we believe them to be. Mm. And mm. they can be limitations, and they can be supportive, like, yeah, based on that. Yeah. 
I'm curious, like, if you're... Because what I heard from you, structure provides connection and support for you, like that togetherness, that mm -hmm. peace. What is it that you are seeing in flow? Mm. Then it's like, then it's the manifestation of that togetherness. So like the structure allows me to like have that safety to believe we're on the same page. <laughs> and then right. the flow becomes the actual creation and manifestation of that. Right. And I, what comes up is a, um, I'm not going to go into who and how, but uh, having heard this on a pad, on a podcast in this relation to the masculine and the feminine, having heard when like, when we provide, when the masculine actually provides that safety and security for the feminine, the feminine literally like gives space and is able to like just deepen into her root and give space for the flow and the possibility Mm. But there is that element, and I think of this in the male-female dynamics and in those relations when, like, a woman wants more time and more space and more, more, more from the man, and he literally is like backs away and is like detached from. It's like I keep, like I'm not going to, you know, because it feels overwhelming. But the moment he like actually steps in and roots in, the woman gives space and is mm. able to like just let the relationship flow and not need to control it and. And whatnot, and so that kind of comes up for me. That image, literally in in the structure mm. and flow. It's like I have that, so now I can flow. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in here. Yeah, with I know. time. <laughs> uh, I think we need we last question. We need yeah, we need time for the last question, which is yeah, we do. Which is what and how do we want to seed? moving forward <clears throat> this is so hilarious because one thing that immediately comes up is that fear of oh no now we're going to <laughs> like create another expectation and more pressure and I'm like no I just learned mm. that's not it <laughs> I mean, nothing to do with that rapidly just to start it off and we continue for me it's like I I have a yearning desire to be in conversation with other women about sisterhood. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And to like, what would it be first, like also for you and I to hold space and kind of grow into holding a space for other women in conversation with us and having that dialogue. Mm. Um, yeah. Be really interesting. And I more that. stories. Like I want to hear women's stories. <laughs> yeah and then now I'm in like ideation mode yeah no I love that <laughs> I think that that's really beautiful um, we can get started right away <laughs> I can send some people messages because mm -hmm. uh, I would have I have three women just on the top of my head four maybe even uh Or even more, you know, mm -hmm. like if I just sit down and think about it, I would have a list of women that I would um, love to take on this journey together with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, for me, the one thing that I, I, and it's already in the process of being seated, 
Is that how you say it? But I do want to see like in person. It's like it's hilarious because people might not really, or maybe you know this because we might have shared this, but like we saw each other physically once in our life. <laughs> once? Once or oh twice? God. I think it was once. I think once. The day, like over a number of days when we first met in 2018. Yeah, ages ago. It was 2018 in Portugal, actually. Oh my God. Now we're coming back to Portugal. Yeah, so there you go. It would be nice to see you in person. <laughs> it would be nice to see you. <laughs> I don't even know how you look. Probably you're like, I don't know. I'm shorter. <laughs> then I believe you would be. <laughs> Maybe I'm shorter too. I had that with another friend. I was like, oh my God, you're tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is one thing. And the other thing... I am genuinely curious regarding what we created with the soul work. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I would love to explore that a bit more. Like what wants to be grown out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe some more structure. <laughs> that, I, I think that kind of structure is fine. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But like... Um, I don't know, maybe there is some form of program that could come out of this. I don't know. Some deepening of the support that yeah. has already been seated there. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and about the framework that we are birthing. Because mm -hmm. there is something there. There is. There is, and that like makes me want to turn towards our audience too. Like, this question is totally out for you as well. What would you Ooh. like to see Marlene and I seating? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So even though we sort of wrap up this season, um, we'll probably, I haven't checked this, I guess this is totally live, is probably do some sporadic, <laughs> spontaneous episodes here and there until we <laughs> yeah. kind of like, you know, come into a understand what the next season. one is. Well, I'm also down to yes to that, and I'm also down to planning the season already with the other women. I mean, that feels very easeful. Mm -hmm. I'll like, just yeah, add the, I'll add the structure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <clears throat> no, that feels exciting. And there is something in terms of like moving forward where I would love to invite for structure and flow slash aliveness to coexist a bit more moving forward and to to see and to brainstorm how that can look because if I think about our 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 
meetings and gatherings, I, I feel that they have a lot of potential to bring up aliveness within me. And they very often do. And I would love to bring that aliveness into the structure, I feel. So that we kind of... Mm. Not reconcile, but... Yeah, maybe. It's like, that. yeah. That both can coexist. Mm. I'd love to hear, like... And feed each other. What yeah. structured aliveness looks like, you know, for you. Yeah. Or... Alive or a live structure. I don't a know which structure. one it is. Exactly. Thanks for joining us in that retro, in that exploration of what worked and what didn't. That wraps us up with season two of Held in Sisterhood. This episode actually brought a lot of fruitful value for Marlene and I. We continued the conversation off the record, and we are happy to announce that season three will focus on collaboration. It will focus on what happens in sister when sisters collaborate. We'll be talking about that between Marlene and I and distilling more and more details and granularities of what are the practices we hold, what have we learned along the way. And we're excited that we'll be also inviting other women to join us in those conversations. So season three is going to be filled with some new voices, some new energy, some new gifts coming to you. So hold on tight. We'll be back. We're going to take a little bit of time off, but you can expect to hear back on Held in Sisterhood starting season three sometime in March 2024. See you soon.